0: The Dicey Stories, where we tell stories shaped by dice. You're listening to our tabletop role playing game, Actual Play Podcast, episode 218. Today's episode is another installment in our series, Echoes of Invasion, set in the world of the Battle for Wesnoth video game, 30 some years after the Eastern Invasion mainline campaign. It is played using Edge Studios' Genesis role playing system, with occasional references to the Mythic Game Master emulator's event meaning tables for inspiration. For the story up to this point, visit our website, DiceyStories.com, where you can listen to previous episodes or read the serialized write-ups of our adventures. Now let's get rolling. We've got a story to tell.
1: Papalonia, mm-hmm is there anything you feel you need to talk with any of your family members about while well, Trick is talking with his dad?
2: I do need to at some point check in with Camelia because I owe her a favor. Okay. I don't know with... The last time I left without talking to Mother, I just let Daddy do it. Like, if she already knows what Lord Willis said to us, then she probably wouldn't seek me out, but I don't know if she wants to know or not. I don't have a sense of how titillating that would be for her.
1: She doesn't know that there's any urgency related to that. She Mm -hmm. doesn't know what he was calling you to talk about. Cornelia, though, if you tell her you're headed back into human lands, Mm -hmm. she will tell you that what she wants from you is she wants a piece of human artwork. Possibly some sort of pottery type thing. Because she wants it to be something utilitarian. And she's got things she needs to keep in jars. But she is interested in seeing some, like, human... Not just, like, a boring pot that somebody threw together. Like, art. Okay. She wants evidence of human creativity.
2: I mean, does she elaborate at all? Like, she said a pot, but is she looking for... Just
1: anything? Is she
3: looking like something with cool designs on it? Pretty.
1: She says what I just said artwork. What does artwork mean in the human context? She knows very little about human culture. She doesn't know what humans consider pretty. But what she doesn't want is just something that any random journeyman potter put together. She wants something crafted as a piece of work.
2: Okay. And she's specifically interested in pottery.
1: Yes, she's specifically interested in pottery because the GM would like all these opportunities for you to keep breaking things and trying to get new ones.
3: <laughs> that not occurred to
2: me. <laughs> or like
1: well. crazy juggling of like <gasps> I spent my moves just to protect the pot.
3: <laughs> try to repair it. And that's no, that crack is part of the arm. I mean, because I
2: think I had shown her like the ring and stuff. That's why. Yeah, like there's that's jewelry. Yeah, yeah. But
1: she has. A more utilitarian right okay so utilitarian right like a vase can be beautiful in and of itself but a vase still has a function right Right. she wants something that still has like a function like in the context of the discussion she mentions something that she would be able to like store some of her ingredients or I'm saying pot here it could actually even be something that is more box like
3: Like a little uh, fancy mini chest
1: yeah
2: so like a jar, or a pot, or a, a container, chest, or a, a bag, or
1: <laughs> a container that is art. Okay. A bag would not be acceptable.
2: But or that like there's like little metal containers or whatever. Okay. We can look for that.
1: All right, now you guys are going to see Randall about a job. Yep. Well, <laughs> Daddy. Good to see you both.
3: Yep, it's good to see you. Uh, glad you're we able to talk to Kaden at least for a little bit.
1: Yes, we had a delightful discussion on the eve before his departure.
3: Oh, well, that's good. He, yeah, he seemed he seemed to be in high spirits, which is rare for him, upon his departure.
1: Did you trade him for a staff? It did turn out that I had something that was suitable for him, and uh, it will see far more use in his hands than uh, sitting on my shelf. I fully analyzed that piece and uh, hmm. had no further need for it, and, um, you know, it's, it's always good for tools to be out and being used instead of collecting dust if there is a function for them to serve. He like kind of looks around and like he, he realizes like his shelves are all full of things and, and he's kind of like, I haven't really finished looking at that one yet. Um, <laughs> no, I mean,
2: that's her, cl- her hobby closet, isn't it, because she's given up?
3: Well, that's super great. Uh, we are going to be heading out of the forest tomorrow and we was wondering if there was any specific things we can help you out with. Uh High Lord Volos has directed us to put our ears to the wind and gather more information about this undead threat outside the forest. We're gonna
2: name drop all over. Too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thrandalil starts like pulling down scrolls and opening them up and shuffling through them, kinda of being like, Oh, let's see, what leads do I have for where you can go look for things? Uh, okay. and, and he's kinda of, like muttering like he he hadn't realized he'd have to like kinda of, like make up his mind so fast.
3: I think Trick will almost interject. Like, well, what about the... I've heard of this society of shadow among humans.
1: Randall's going to make a lore check.
3: Supposedly they're not necromancers, but they study forbidden magic.
1: And this is a human society.
3: Interesting.
1: Huh. I don't know what to make of triumphant failure in this regard.
2: He could tell us all about something else. I mean, that could remind him of something else specifically. If we're heading towards Dan Tonk, then maybe yeah. you know something else about it that doesn't have to do with the shadow. Yeah, like,
3: there's somewhere west, perhaps something in Dan Tonk, I don't know if he has anything there he needs.
1: Right, you guys specifically want to go to Dan Tonk for your yes. own personal reasons. He was making a roll to see, has he heard of the Society of Shadows? He has not. Okay. He thinks it sounds interesting, though. It sounds like it's got potential. Well, actually, he'll ask you why you bring it up. Like, uh, what do you know about this? Why are you mentioning it in this context? It, clearly, it must be related to Tarantula's own interests, so tell tell him what you know of it.
3: Well, we heard about it from a, a human fellow we uh, met who was doing some... He was doing archaeological work. He, he was, was
1: doing archaeological Treasure hunting. Yes, and he was specifically commissioned to recover the Book of Rifts. Yes,
3: but I think Trick will say that we encountered a human who was doing some treasure hunting, and he mentioned this society as a group that May have produced interesting artifacts.
1: Okay. He has a triumph on his lore check. I mean, you could learn that Trick
3: knows more about it than he's letting on.
1: Yes. I think what we will do here is... Thrandall will actively press you for information. Which is not a common thing for you to encounter with your uncle. That's true. So he's going to get an upgrade on his social check against you.
3: Alright, what is he deploying is it just charm or is it like just leadership just because well he more or less is our supervisor
1: (laughs) brandal does not have tons of social skills he is going to use leadership
3: good news for him that's resisted by discipline
2: Yes. I was one
1: red and one purple. If he's
2: asking questions, I was like, I wonder, was wondering if I could help him just because I'm always curious about things, but yeah. probably not with leadership.
1: He has two presents, but...
2: No ranks in leadership.
1: No ranks in leadership because he never like properly embraced like his right. nobility role. So that upgrade is making this a, a sad little dice pool. But his leadership check here... So essentially he's going to be saying, like, essentially now, like, now Trick, uh, there's more to that that you can share, I'm sure, you wouldn't have brought it up. Um, there, there must be more more details that will help us in developing these techniques here. And, uh, you shouldn't be shy. I, I know you've done many great things, and... and Alright, give
3: him two blue
2: many dice. Many
1: more great things are on the Give time. him the blue
2: I was, dice. I was gonna say, you could just get a blue die, because Hepa would chime in with what she knows. She loves to share
3: information.
1: Right. I was
0: gonna
3: give him one anyway.
0: We're gonna give yeah. him a blue die, because
1: Hepa is helping him. Yes. Yeah?
3: Does he want to spend a story point, too?
1: Sure. He'll spend a story point, as well. No clever retorts from you? It wouldn't avail you.
3: I mean, it would cancel out some of those advantages, but...
1: But he's yeah. got four advantages... And he has successes.
3: Yes. Okay, so Trickwell is like, well, I, yeah, you know what, you're right. That this treasure hunter, he was commissioned by this society to look for the, the, some book, Book of Wrist, which is supposedly written by whoever this Wrist fellow was a long time ago. He didn't know what it contained, though. But then I think
2: that Heppo will add in, but it was in the House of Light. And... Yeah, oh,
3: but well, the House of Light has this book.
2: And I think that they must have
3: contention between the two of the groups. But yes, given that one of them is illegal and one of them is the state-sponsored religion. It sounded like the book passes back and forth. I mentioned whenever it's someone still... has a chance to steal it or reclaim it, that's what happens.
0: Thranduil is taking
1: notes as you talk and making a note to like try to investigate who this is. Now,
3: do you think was. with that many advantages that Trick would share, that like, oh, okay, and Ketchum is read most of this book.
1: Four advantages, I think that would be something.
3: Okay, and Trick trusts Thranduil, so I think that makes sense. Yeah, like in Ketchin it's read. I don't know how much of this book. A significant amount, I suspect.
2: Did either of us find out anything that was in
3: there? Did you Do no. you know what's what was in the book at all? S- stuff about the society, presumably whatever I know, spells. What's in all those scrolls? <laughs>
2: <laughs> do you mean this mushroom section? No! Or do you mean...
1: Alright, so you say that Ketchin has read a lot of it. Yeah. And Thread will ask, is Catchin' Actually part of the society?
3: No. He said he didn't Did he say he didn't know about the society?
1: He never directly addressed that question. What he told you was about the shadow mages, the historical shadow mages during Ashavir's time, and he's posited that this society of shadows could be related to that. Right. Trick will definitely share that. Is Trick sharing catch and give KG answers about that? Oh no no
3: no, just that he
1: that this is what he shared.
3: Yeah, that's just what Ketchum shared, and it seemed like Ketchum didn't know that much directly about him. That's that's Trick's reading of it.
2: Okay, Ketchum does not seem like he'd be part of a group. Yeah. Incapable belonging to any society.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean if there was a group that could figure out a way to help him, that would probably be a good bet. But yeah, I don't think he's part of that group.
2: I don't it, think Thranduil knows about Ketchum's secret unless he talked to him. We don't know what he talked to him about. That's true. What did Katchen talk to you about?
1: Well, we were sharing information on the research topic. That's why you suggested he come to our settlement, after all. Working out some ways that he can further the research, given his Unique uniquely suited... Perspective. ...physicians and abilities and so on and so forth. Do you want Tranel to make a role, or...?
3: Do you think he needs to make a deception check here?
2: I can make one for him if you would like. I think so. I don't
3: know that HEPA would
2: pick up on it, but
3: Trick <laughs> definitely
2: not. Like like HEPA's like, oh.
3: Trick's not like going to press him for information, but he's going to pay attention and see if...
2: HEPA apparently is just happy to have an answer to any question. Yeah, I think
3: that's a red and a purple of the don'ts.
1: Do you wish to change this dice pool?
3: No, but I think he should get a black because Trick is familiar with in secret, so it might be easier for Trick to make a connection
1: regardless. Oh, I see.
3: As opposed to just inferring there's more to this than meets right. the eye.
1: Now I'm trying to think of what I know about you guys' motivations and, and things like that and whether Drandil can play into any of them, but...
2: I mean, obviously Hep is curious because she's asking.
1: <laughs> All right, so you were not spending? No. He is going to spend one, though. Ooh.
3: And do
2: you
1: know what we know? That we know that you know?
3: Why don't we both break down something and... Ooh. Mm. So does it seem like he
1: okay. is aware... So Thranduil fails his deception check. He has two advantages. Trick. Thranduil is being very lustry, kind of, in his response. And he's being very vague about, like, what uniquely suits Kachin to whatever it is that Thranduil wants Kachin to do. And this implies to you that Thranduil knows more things about Kachin either than you do, or than he thinks you do. Right. You know, catch revealed some stuff to you that was very personal, and you don't know how much of that he would have shared with Randall. Randall has advantages here, which he will use as black dice on whatever persuasive roll you make on him. Yeah. Because if you want to follow up on this, you're going to need to do something. Because right now... Thrangelo is just making very bland general statements, but it's clear to you that he's avoiding sharing stuff. Yeah. And Trick is already positioned to be suspicious or wary to a certain extent. It was already mentioned how much certain people's eyes light up when Katrin starts talking. There is that.
2: (laughs) Oh, Katrin.
1: (laughs) So
3: I I think Trick will frame it as a question. Trick will ask if he and Katchen talked about like some of his unique abilities and health issues, and like, I don't know, did they run in his family or something?
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. I will just remind you at this point that before catchin showed up to help you with the forest fire, he clearly had had a meeting with Randall. in which yes. Randalow gave him the staff with the skull attached to it. So Catchin must have told Randalow something that would have led to... To being entrusted with those things. Yeah,
3: uh, I think Randall is a trusting person. All right. So that is how Trick will. So
1: you will <laughs> bring up the family line type thing. Yes.
2: <laughs> that was like, does he think liching is like a thing he's going to grow into, like a caterpillar? Maybe that's how everyone else in Kitten's family died. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe Kitten's family are not all dead. Maybe they're just all of this. dead. Yeah.
2: You just turn into a lich at some point, and then. i an like,
1: outsider. <laughs>
2: One
3: of these days you're gonna have to die yeah. and that's when your life starts
1: <laughs> okay but you're still trying to be nice and friendly I'm trying to be friendly and and charming
3: I feel like this is charm if you feel like this is deception I uh I feel like this is streetwise hmm. I'm trying to suss out information without giving away information
2: I mean it's it seems like you're just being a ob- you're just being oblique yeah I mean this, the thing is is I don't know that you would try Streetwise because I don't know that Thrandalo level yeah, I get Yeah, that. that's what I don't
1: <laughs> But Streetwise, I feel like, does cover kind of oblique speech. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you use your Streetwise spell, but it's going to be posed by his cool just like Charm would be.
3: Alright. I agree Streetwise is the appropriate skill, but I do not have a knack for Streetwise.
1: His cool is red-purple, and you are getting a black from him. Yes, and he has no points. There's okay, no points do. for the evil GM to spend, but there are points for the good guys to spend.
3: Yeah, I'll do that.
2: I don't know how I would help you on this one, though. I don't that know was that you i kind of curious where you're
3: going to go with it. <laughs> live another day, Thrandalil. One advantage.
1: Okay.
3: So I think Trickle will just file this away as... Thrandalil... You know what? That's not information about catching necessarily wanted to share with anyone. But it'll, Trickle will just try to be aware of...
1: Okay. So essentially, yeah, you've, you've made your comment and... And he's like, oh, we didn't really talk about his family or anything like that. You know, we I mean, were very focused on our work.
2: And that, I mean, it could easily be that HEPA just kind of goes on to another question.
3: Yeah, and I think that makes sense. But I think Trick will, like, he'll take some strain back. It's just like, I feel like I'm at least familiar with the situation now. and Nothing's getting over my head. Okay. Trick feels informed.
1: You feel informed, but you do retain the knowledge that...
3: Like, people are hiding things, but right. I'm aware of that. I know how to deal with that. No one's fooling me.
1: That is correct. You're at least aware that people are writing things.
3: And, you know, that's okay.
2: So, is also curious. If So, Daddy, are you working on this project as, just in your own? Or are you a part of a, if there's other people that are also studying this with
1: you? Is there a book club?
2: What she's kind of asking is, like, is this more of a pressing problem?
1: Randall asks why you're asking that. Oh, wait, you already told him that Volos was sending you out? Yes. Okay, sorry, I forgot that was already shared.
2: Okay. And then we were attacked by Undead, so I didn't know if maybe he was just studying the right thing at the right time or if this is actually a concern. And then Fenowen had a concern about the (laughs) Dappering. Yeah, that was your fault. Yeah, I know. I don't know that, but...
1: Therondale says there's no, like, organized effort. You know, it's gratifying, of course, to hear that the High Lord is entrusting you all with playing a larger role. That as with many of Thranduil's interests, it's something that you know he he picks up and puts down as as new information comes in. And as he's saying this, he's kind of um, showing like all these papers, like all these right, the mushroom section, the like artifact section, like. His point is that he's got many areas that he dabbles in. Right. And this is an area of interest that he's pursuing right now. He's got information coming in about it. He's got you guys doing things about it that's helping it be his focus at this point in time. Right. I would like you to make a vigilance check. Okay. okay? Or I would like... It probably makes more sense for Randall to roll against your vigilance rather than the other way around. Is he Green.
0: Is he saying anything that appeals to your motivations? You have an interest in acquiring knowledge.
2: I'm kind of getting the sense that maybe there's some work to be done that we could end up doing with putting bodies to rest or whatever. That's kind of her most recent thing. But let's see, my motivations have the curious, ignorance, knowledge, and commitment fear. All right. So I don't know if any of those play in. I'm okay,
1: giving him a blue die because he essentially shares your interest in acquiring knowledge and making connections and stuff like that. Once again, Thranduil fails his deception check. Mm-hmm. Five advantages this time. I mean,
2: I don't feel like there's much that he doesn't already probably know about HEPA, so I don't know if no. he doesn't really send him on anything.
1: Your father has answered your question. Mm-hmm. He's not part of a larger initiative. Right, this right. is something he was researching out of his own interest. Right. But he's failed this check. You know that he's being evasive in his answer. Right. He has five advantages on this, though. And... I think how he would benefit from them being spent is you getting diverted onto some other topic. Okay. So you guys are going to leave this each of you aware that Thrandalil is hiding things. Right. What you choose to do with that information is up to you. And I'm not saying like it's necessarily sinister that he's hiding things. Like tricks, normalization of that. Everybody has something to hide. Right. Like Heba might have a different opinion of that.
2: With her father, I think she's going to kind of assume that he does think it's more pressing than he's letting on, but he doesn't want to worry her. Ah, that would be how she would interpret okay. it. I mean, they don't have any kind of relationship where she would... Like, her mother, she might be like, what's mother hiding? You <laughs> what's know, mom scheming? What but, does she really want? But,
0: but Thrandall protecting you is something yeah, that makes
2: that sense. that would be exactly okay. right in that purview. So. All right. But I'm also happy to continue on, like... I think you could pretty much always count on HEPA to get off track. So, okay. I don't know that she needs to press it anyway.
1: Okay, Thranduil escapes once again.
2: Oh, because she has a question about the ring.
0: What about the ring?
1: So,
2: Daddy, I know this ring was stolen from Lady Sabine. I bought it, but it was only half gold. But I don't know what. I was wondering if you could, if you had any thoughts about what I should do, like how to. Re-
1: Return it? With what you've just said, Randall's response is, why don't you just return it? Did you, did, you you bought it for the sake of returning it or no? I wasn't sure
2: if there was a way to do it. I didn't want him to think I stole it. Or her to think I stole it.
3: Perhaps Lady Sabine would just be very grateful to have it back. In fact, she might even reward you somewhat. for.
2: Well, we were in the library where she keeps these
3: things. I didn't want it. She was with us the whole time. You think it would just be that simple? It can be.
1: Thrandall is not sure like how directly approachable Lady Sabine is. She's, she's an archmage, but she is married to some human noble.
2: just didn't want to get anybody into trouble, and I didn't want her to think that we stole it.
1: Well, who would she get in trouble? The merchant?
3: I mean, that would be a target, but it's... I, I, th- I think I could smooth things over, so we can give it back to her. Okay. Chances are she hasn't even noticed it's gone. Like Trick looks at the wall oh. of random
0: of really him <laughs> junk in here.
1: True true. You did say she has a lot of artifacts.
2: She doesn't seem to use them either.
1: Prandtel, like, Again, Trick looks at the wall. Looks at like his giant pop things, and he's like, well there's only so many like a person could do at one point in time.
2: how would you know what it does if you don't try it out?
1: Oh you he thought you just meant regularly, but you mean she doesn't use it at all.
2: Yeah, some of the things I was like, "What did it do when you tried it?" And she was like, "I haven't tried it. I think she just likes to look at them." What was the thing that she sent? The artifact that she sent?
1: Oh, it was a an Elvish brooch. Uh, I estimate its crafting was sometime, uh, approximately a thousand to twelve hundred years ago, and most likely lintonier, based on the the style of the leaf, and uh, particularly honed with the essence of eagle. The mechanical benefit of that artifact was it would have given you guys a free rank of vigilance if you had yeah. used it. Which
2: reminds me, I needed to learn Falcon Sight from somebody.
1: You're to get a crash course from Lala before you leave.
2: Yeah.
1: Huh. So it was an artifact. It was imbued with magical energy, indeed. Hmm. Interesting. I'm glad she sent it. He provided his analysis and the correspondence that Trick arranged to have returned... And commented on, on some of the other questions that she had had in her letter to him. So they may keep up a correspondence, depending on what other uh, questions she has in follow-up.
2: So... So is he still interested in more artifacts? He, or does he give us anything to...
1: He's interested in you pursuing this lead that Trick has about a society that that may study some of these issues? Because nothing you guys have said...
2: That'd be so sketchy.
1: Nothing, <laughs> nothing you have said has indicated anything nefarious about them? Like, that they're studying it to take over the world or anything?
3: Well, depends who you ask.
1: Right, but nothing you guys have said to Thrandalil... Right. ...has had any shadow cast upon
2: it. Yeah, I mean, I wonder why humans consider forbidden.
1: Kachin said that the types of things related to... Undead are forbidden topics. Okay. And that, like, further discussing the solution touches on topics that are considered forbidden.
2: But then Damal was completely against magic. That is correct. So it's hard to know the range of, we'll have to find out. Hepha's curious about what do humans think is forbidden. It could run the gambit, for all she knows.
3: Yeah, that might be a risky thing to ask about.
2: Well, you don't ask it directly about forbidden things. Okay,
3: good. You understand.
1: So... Did I Thrand- have
3: a proper upbringing? That is true.
1: From Thrandall's perspective, you guys achieved that which he set you out for. He now has in his possession two complete necromancer staffs mm-hmm. that you have found for him at, at different battlefields. So while he, he could be like, oh, go find some other battlefield and see if you can find a whole other necromancer staff, he's already got two that he can compare and contrast.
2: And we've established that bones aren't valuable.
1: He doesn't want you symbols. bringing undead.
2: Yes. I. Oh, right. Do not bring undead into the village. That was what he said.
1: Yes. So that being the case, he is interested in. You suggested now that there are some tomes of lore, mm-hmm. right? This book of risks. Well, probably like the. are not going to be able to just check it out at the library. I mean, I can see what I can do. In selling it. Um, (laughs) I mean,
3: we go
2: in and make copies. Apparently we have connections.
3: If it's still there. Yeah, it might be gone by now, actually.
1: So, how much of that you're thinking versus how much of that you're telling Thranduil? What Thranduil is telling you as far as what can you do for him? At this point, it sounds like obtaining some sort of book seems like the next type of artifact that would be useful and distinct. Or
3: finding out... If the society actually exists, and yes, and what they're making and contact with, what them. their purpose is, right? So, like
1: Kachin was a fabulous find from Tarantula's perspective. So Tarantula like tells you, you know, you stumbled upon an exceptionally useful resource when you mm-hmm. met Kachin. And if there's a society dedicated to investigating these topics, which may be among humans, like they would need to be reclusive to not have their work misinterpreted, that would be useful for Translil to have access to some of their lore.
2: Okay, so it sounds like lore, books, scrolls, ideally.
1: Right. Moving on from the this is a magical implement to upgrading now to this is a source of knowledge. So if the Book of risk is not a thing that can really fly out of South Tower, then heading further west and... and Go to a bigger city. Investigating this, whatever leads you have related to this society.
3: Okay.
2: <laughs> it's like how my father's like, go find me some necromantic staffs. How about some forbidden lore scrolls?
3: And then later he's like, you know what? I do want some bones.
1: You know, you guys have shown independence and flexibility in the field and he's been very happy with the results of your work so far. And so he encourages you to, to run with that and um He's very proud of what you've been able to accomplish in just a season, really, since you first started helping out with his project.
2: Thank you, Daddy. He gives him a big old hug, because it's <laughs> Daddy.
1: And uh, you know, here's a bag of 100 coins each. I was going to
2: say, can we have some money?
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: thank you,
3: Daddy. And you just reach into his pocket. <laughs>
1: so, oh, thank you. 100 coins each to uh, set you on your way.
2: Pay off our alchemy yeah,
3: consulting true. debts. That's something we got to take
0: care of too. So, all right.
1: That takes care of Thranduil and uh, assigning you a new job, and then as you know, you're getting ready to leave, packing your stuff, deciding what you're taking with you, deciding if you're taking your pony with you, How if you're taking your How long does it p- take Falcon to learn sight? Lala can teach that to you this afternoon, like while you're doing. Because
2: that was part of the thing I was going to use to try to help write smaller.
1: So. Lala can certainly teach you that spell in the afternoon. But the whole time does
3: she say, but this was taught in the second semester.
1: The second a, summer of Shaman. Lala is not a jerk. A jerk. <laughs> fair enough. I like that.
3: Turns out when we were in danger, she was there to help us.
1: Think she fixed your face for you.
3: Yeah, that's, that's fair. Mother, maybe a little bit. Mm. But
2: she just wants what's best for her girls.
1: <laughs> and herself. And herself. Yes, so Lala can certainly teach you that spell, and that spell is an augment spell, and the particular application of it was to augment like a perception check. Right. And so that would be like the first aspect of it that Hepa would try, but probably it will not take long for Hepa to realize that one can augment other aspects of oneself.
2: Things like that. I mean, it seems like something that would be fun to try out while traveling anyway.
1: Yeah, like, what's that tree over there?
2: I am spy with my little eye.
1: (laughs) I spy with my falcon eyes. This really is just the most basic augment. There's a two purple check, and it increases one of your characteristics for one skill check.
2: Okay. So what you were saying was it won't take her very long to figure things out. I could just kind of treat it as a general augment spell without having to game play why she learned this new way to do it, or...
1: I would like you to use it in its falcon sight form at least once before HEPA starts applying it to other skills. Sounds like a plan. And then the only other thing left to do in your village is to decide what equipment you're bringing with you and whether or not you feel you need to have a pony harriet. Trick? How many bows are you bringing with you? I think I'm only
3: taking one. I'll leave my traditional elvish bow behind.
1: So you are bringing your manu bow, and you have now your willow knuckles, which are also encumbrance one. What is your encumbrance situation?
3: Let me determine that right now.
1: Oh, I didn't have time to make a little powder mix-in for Alric. Is there something that you want, like, brewing in a bottle as you spend the next few days walking? Yeah, I can do that. I kind of feel like it might be good for us to bring the pony. And then you have to decide, are you bringing your alchemy kit? Are you bringing your writing kit? Like, Yes. You're bringing all of your things. And so I need you to be aware of what the encumbrance is of all those things. The writing kit itself is one encumbrance. Yeah. The alchemy kit is three encumbrance if you are not wearing it.
2: Right.
3: That's why I'm thinking we should bring the pony. That's okay. up to you. i got plenty of space. So.
1: What types of things do you have?
3: I have one composite bow, encumbrance two. One knife. Encumbrance one. A water skin, of course. Encumbrance one. Some mead I'm still carrying around. Encumbrance one. And these willow knuckles. So actually even less than I
2: thought. Now I mean, wasn't gonna bring the fire tongs.
1: <laughs> Good. Because you would definitely have to track the encumbrance for them. I'm, I'm, I'm
2: one over
3: encumbrance with all this stuff. Is there anything you have that I can carry for you?
2: I have bow, a sword, the alchemist kit, the bag of herbs, and the writing kit. So
3: like do you want me to carry your bag of herbs or writing kit?
2: Yeah, we could do that. I was thinking that I would just keep it on the pony and not be like generally traveling.
3: With, Whatever you want to do
2: with it, wherever our home base is, where we're going. But it, I'm happy if you want to carry stuff.
3: Uh, I'd be happy to carry your writing kit or your herbs or.
2: Yeah, I mean if you want to just carry the writing kit, that way you the herbs on. I him. mean, because I have a bird,
3: I have the bird too, so yeah. if we need to attach something to him. Then...
1: <laughs> so you're in charge of the messenger service. Yes. Yeah.
3: So I will carry the writing kit, which is encumbrance one? Yes. There we go.
1: And you guys have some food on you, but that is not going to occupy an encumbrance slot. You also have basic bed rolls attached to your backpack. Yes. Right. Okay. So with that all worked out, what is the decision on the pony?
2: I think it just makes sense because we're going further
3: to take okay. the Buttercup. Then take Buttercup.
1: All right. Buttercup is not capable of... Performing the same sorts of feats that mate is. Buttercup is not an animal companion unless you take an animal companion town.
2: I was thinking she's more like a dependent.
1: There may be situations where she creates trouble for you. And checks have black dice or are harder. So she is like mate. But what she cannot do is she cannot help you in combat. She cannot do things that require cleverness. So she is serving as a means of transporting you faster to places.
2: One thing that I'm thinking is it's good for us to be able to explore stuff, so I didn't know if that would give us more time to explore areas or if it's actually better to go on foot so that we can see things as we go. I know that it would be faster, but if we're going to new areas and we want to be looking for signs of undead
3: or whatever...
2: It's
1: not going to be exceptionally faster. Right. right.
3: Because I'm still
1: on foot. but, But also just, like, going by horseback... At a normal pace, if you're like traveling for days, right? You're not like galloping that whole time. Yeah, that's true. You can certainly go faster in like certain circumstances. Yeah. Like emergencies and things like that. So the main advantage that she would serve is related to encumbrance. But you are being sent out just to get a book, you're not being sent out to get large items again.
3: Yeah, I think the main benefit is you can carry more stuff.
1: And you can also change your mind at some point in time. Send her back. If you decide that it's not working out. Stabler at,
3: in the aviary.
1: You know people who keep horses in that town? Sir Martinik has been uh, true. spending more Look. time with his horse now. They're not keeping that horse at delivery anymore.
3: We'll just leave her with Duane if we swing
1: back. All right. So in the morning, you load your backpacks onto poor Butterbell.
2: Oh, Butterbell, not Buttercup.
1: And you start walking fast. Yep. I'm not going to make you make geography. Or writing. Or survival checks. <laughs>
3: We, we've been there before.
1: You've been there before, but also, like, last time, Heba did a triumphantly fabulous job.
3: That's true. My map. We're also going directly there this time. Yeah. Instead of roundabout.
1: Right. You're retracing the route that you took home, the direct route that Heba masterfully recorded. So, so I've
3: been thinking about this ring. Oh, yeah, you wanted to... Do you want to give it back to Lady Sabine? I'm fine know, either way.
2: I have... I don't think we should give it directly back to Lady Sabine. I mean, we could see if they have a lost and found. Because your mother would get in trouble. Eh, would she, though? She's the captain of the guard, wouldn't she? I don't know exactly how all that works. Do you think we could get help to just put it back?
3: No, I don't think... Not unless you pay her to put it back. i
1: don't know if I have that much gold. I mean, if you paid Heleth yeah. to do it? And
3: if you pay her to do that, she's just going to steal something else.
1: I mean, your your experience with Heleth was that she was professional, like, about that line of work.
3: Yes, but she took that ruby because it was a good opportunity.
1: That is this correct. would also
3: be a good opportunity. Do you think we should just give it
1: to your
2: mother?
3: No, absolutely not. Look, why don't we see, when we get to town, if there's, like, a call out, if they even know it's missing. That's the first thing. (laughs) I was like, how much do you love your mother? She's ignorant,
2: but I think she could figure logically that your mother might get in trouble if something was stolen and she's the captain of the guard. Uh, Potentially. You don't think she'll get in trouble?
3: I don't think it's the biggest issue. Like, this thing, how long has this thing been missing before we even got it? They don't know. Yeah. They didn't express any alarm when we were touring her collection.
2: We don't know how long she's had it, though.
3: Yes. So what we could do... We could say, oh, we found this on the the rats that we beat up and put away. Uh, we didn't know what it was at the time, but after consulting with the Lord Drandalil, he determined it was human manufacture. And
2: it's magical. It's magical.
3: We thought it might be. So
1: that's a possible angle. How would we
2: know it was hers?
1: Yeah, that's the I tricky... I like the bit. idea that you pretend that you didn't, that you're just like, oh, we know they used to be in, like, magic rings. This is Ooh. a human magic ring. Are yeah. you interested? That's a lie. Definitely. Yeah, but, yeah. Like that would be an approach. So or
3: something like that is a possibility. A diplomatic Gift? I don't know. Yeah, you know, we found it on dead rats.
2: I didn't think about how we knew that it was hers.
3: Yeah, that is a tricky. bit. look, if they know it's missing, and if there's like a bill for like, you know, please return, no questions asked, whatever, or reward for <laughs> information leading to recovery of. Yeah, we definitely should follow up on that. Again, mm-hmm. if you feel the need to give it back. Maybe you're just borrowing it so you can better understand it, because she might not even know what it does, right? Maybe we could give it more time to settle down. And you know what, that's probably a good idea. You can find out the full extent of what it is, and if at some point she's like, oh, where is that? That's when we come to understand that this is her ring.
2: Well, yeah, I don't want to get your mother in trouble, and I don't want to answer questions about how we got it. You seem like you're okay with that, but I don't what know how to explain how, how we got How we got it
3: is we found it on the rats that we took down.
2: But how do we know where to bring it?
3: We only bring it back if they From put the out a, like a lost and found for it.
2: Otherwise, at some point, we'll figure out a way to return it.
3: You know, the next time you're taking a tour of the library, you can try to slip it in, back in. That's super dangerous, though, because it was right next to the other thing,
2: right? You could just leave it on the table. Then they would have mystery
3: as a <laughs> how well, they have got mystery. two rings. That's up to you. That, uh, you know, might raise questions that we don't have answers to.
2: <sighs> Seems a little risky.
3: Yeah, uh, I definitely favor pinning down the rats on Slater since he's dead and can't uh, talk about it.
2: Okay, I like the idea of seeing if there's anything in the, like, any rumors about it in the town. And if not, maybe we just wait a bit. That's I is looking for a little bit of excuse to hang on to the ring a little
3: bit longer, but... Yeah, I think, like, learning about it more, what are the limits, that's useful.
2: Until we have a good reason that we know that it goes back to her.
3: I mean, for all we know, she stole it from someone else. We don't know how she got it. (laughs) I mean, we didn't really ask the question of, hey, how did she get this Elvis brooch?
2: I hope it came from the Shadow Society, and then we have an inn.
3: That would be different. Okay. I don't know if you had plot.
1: It's helpful for me, for you guys, to decide what you want to do about that ring. My follow-up question is, where is the ring kept on your person while you are in South Tower?
2: I think she's going to keep it in her bag. We don't really get into enough battles for her to always be wearing it on her toe. All
1: right. You have some uneventful days. I would, however, like a riding check from HEPA. hmm Average difficulty.
2: And are we both on the horse? No. Yeah. That's way too you're, much. For fun. You're not
1: like in any speed type situation. Okay. There's no reason Trip can't just walk next to it.
2: That's nice because when you're riding a horse, you could probably look around more. You have to watch where your feet are. That's just a success. Okay.
1: So, you and Butterbell, do you find? You know, you've ridden Butterbell around your own forest a fair bit in the past months, but this is your first like taking her out into the open fields and things like that, and it all goes well.
2: Yeah, it's just a leisurely pace. so.
1: Yep. You get to South Tower, it takes three to four days to get there, and it is still in the first month of summer, so it is hotter and it's muggier than when you were here before, and definitely when you enter the city... It smells worse. It smells worse, yeah. It's the hottest time of year, and there's so many people and animals crammed into a small space with... But there's not a
3: festival going
1: on. No, there is less people than before. More animals. Yeah. It's a city, so it's just not as pleasant as the open countryside.
2: The heat just amplifies the smell,
3: probably. Yeah.
1: So, you're in South Tower. What would you like to do? Mm, uh,
3: should we go visit... Okay.
2: <laughs>
3: Let's go visit Albright first.
2: Well, we need, how long were we staying in South Tower?
3: Probably like a day or two. Okay. Then, yeah, we need to...
1: You need to be here long enough to investigate the Book of Risk. Oh, yeah, you know, we'll
2: see how
3: long that takes. Well, we need
2: to go where we're going to stay first.
1: So back to the swamp end?
3: Yeah, definitely the swamp end.
1: All right, it is late in the day when you reach the city and are, are moving through, so it is the dinner hour, and as you approach the parting glass, you can, like, hear the parting glass before you can see it. There's, like, raucous sounds of people having a good time, and you can hear strains of music, you don't hear bad plays Okay, that was my question. Yeah, we were, we were gone like a couple months, right? You were away for approximately three months. Yeah. Okay. You were here one month into spring, and right. it is now like a week or two into summer.
2: Yeah, I mean, that does seem like a long time for Glimmer to be in one place. That's true. Based on the thing they said last time.
1: They like to
3: roam around, <laughs> because some people stir up trouble.
1: <laughs> so... You approach uh, the pony glass, and you can, like, tie up Butterbell out front.
3: She's, like, a foot shorter than all these other horses.
1: <laughs> There's not tons of horses there. No, but, but like, there'd be
3: two or three horses out front.
1: It is true that the elvish ponies are shorter.
3: But she's probably cuter. Uh, 100%.
1: Yeah, you know, she just looks healthier. Code is a nicer sheen. She's <laughs> shiny. Okay. Uh, you... Enter the Parting Glass, and it is quite full of people. And there is a fiddler on the stage playing. And actually, the Parting Glass, the tables are more of them are pushed to the sides of the room than when you were here before. Hmm. And there's like dancing going on. Fancy. I mean, people are definitely still seated at all the tables, and curtains are closed at various side right. tables and stuff like that. But this is the Parting Glass in a different entertainment mode than what you saw before.
2: Because I don't think we ever saw a musician there.
1: Even when, like, Glamour's style of music is not necessarily... Dance music. Dance music. But Glamour does also talk like Trick does. So it's very crowded, but you are spotted, and I would like you to make vigilance checks.
0: Hey,
2: it's those elves! Let's get them! It's all the dancing, though. How would you see anything with all this dancing? How difficult is this?
1: Two reds and a purple.
3: Okay. No one sneaks up on the falcon.
2: Should have done falcon sight. I fail pretty soundly and also do threads.
3: All right, well, that's failure with a threat.
2: So what do I bump into? Because <laughs> apparently I don't notice anything.
1: Peppa, you can take two strain. Okay. You're very startled as a tray covered in plates and glasses and dishes is suddenly, like, thrust into your arms. Okay. And you have this, like, startled response oh, got to keep it up and not crash anything. Yeah. So you're, like, balancing this tray. <laughs> and I have
2: all my stuff.
1: Trick, you get pushed back out the door into the street, and you failed that vigilance check. Yes. You are getting
0: attacked. You've been listening to Echoes of Invasion. Set in the world of the Battle for West video game, and played using Edge Studios' Genesis role-playing system. Our GM was Jen, and our players were Lex and Daniel. For the serialized narrative write-up of this adventure, visit us at DiceyStories.com. Our character art is by Del Borovic. See her work at DelBorovic.com. Our music is sampled from Return to Westkaw by Matthias Westland, a.k.a. West, licensed under CC by SA 4.0. Part of the Battle for Westnoth project. Visit them at westnoth.org. Until next time, this is Dicey Stories reminding you the only thing that separates you from knowledge is experience.